congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. So I'm listening to that podcast about Adnan Sayed, and it's the last episode. They're talking about the different murderers. That like, there's a few other like Korean girls that got murdered around where she was murdered at the mm-hmm. same time. So it could totally be like a fluke serial killer thing. So you really don't know what he did. But I'm like running alone at the park listening to this, and a squirrel runs out <laughs> from behind a tree. I about shit myself. It was not cool. <laughs> And like, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's the fastest I've ever ran in my route because fear really is the best motivator. I really wanted to get back to my car. <laughs> I've started drinking coffee in the morning, guys. <gasps> Yay! Good for you. Not every morning, but mornings that I work usually. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> we have cookies. <laughs> I know that's repetitive and overused, but it just fits so well with the moment. <laughs> Okay, so I have a question for you, Jessica. You're oh, from a small town. Okay. And um, I lived in a small town, and we talked about before on the podcast how I had like a high school stalker that used to come over to my house and hang out with my mom and stepdad, just specifically waiting for me to come home from things. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. He would show up at the places that I was babysitting sitting at, too. You're about to ask me if I have one? Well, no. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> it's, it's more, I have two. We're, it's we're more complicated than We that. were discussing how very weird that odd is. it is for somebody to hang out with your parents just, just because they like them. And I was talking <laughs> I to know. another That's friend of weird. mine who's from the same small town, and he said that he had a girl that did that, and like he would come, I don't remember if he said home or like get up in the morning or whatever, and she would be drinking coffee with his mom. Is that yeah, just weren't not like weird? A couple? No. No. She okay. wanted them to be a couple. Yeah. Okay, so... You've all met my dad, right? Yes. He is like, just adorable. And we love him. He was here last week. What? Everybody loves my dad. Like mm-hmm. one of Garrett's best friends, Kate. I'm pretty sure he has like a man crush on my dad. Like <laughs> Hell, he came I have over. a man crush on your dad. <laughs> he came over. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Martha? Nothing. Do, do you have a lady penis? <laughs> Kate came over. And we were playing beer pong in the garage. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're a little liquored up tonight. Oh, Forgive us. I okay, may or ahead. may not been drinking at dinner. Yeah. No, like, Cade comes over to play, like, beer pong with us and a few of our other friends in the garage, and when Cade disappears for a couple hours, and I go inside, he's sitting on the couch hanging out with my dad. People love my dad, so... I guess that happens, but it's not like they have a crush on me. It's like but they have a crush a, on my dad. Is that a small town thing, or does that happen like in big cities too? I I don't I'm not from big cities, so I don't know. But I think it does happen a lot in small towns because there's nothing so, else to do, so they have to find something well, to do. It, well, like I think part of it is it's like in Jones, we all went because we have a elementary school, so kindergarten through high school, you go to the same school with the same people, your parents yeah. are at the same events, you all hang out together. It's like having multiple sets of parents. Mm-hmm. So oh. it's not so much like they... So it's not so much like... Yeah, I guess that makes it a little less weird. Mrs. Robinson. It's just weird. Yeah. It's weird if they have like a crush on you and you're trying to be friends with your parents to like tell her, tell her get what, the in. Tell her what your mom said. <laughs> tell her what tell her that. Oh my god, it's hilarious. There on Facebook. A friend of mine 
who happens to be male, he put it like this little meme on Facebook that said, what was it? Don't ask me because we'll end up, or don't take my advice because we'll end up in the middle of a cornfield drunk and covered with mud. And my mom puts, sounds like a plant. Now, this is somebody I went to school with. So she knows him. Oh, awkward. And (laughs) she puts, sounds like a plan. I wrote back on the comments, I'm like, and tagged her, I'm like, mom, this is so very wrong. So very, very wrong in so many ways. Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) I'm like, (sighs) yeah. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, and I actually (laughs) went out with this guy a couple of times. Oh, gosh. And now I'm thinking of my mom. mom Like in a cornfield. My eyes are very wide right now. I'm like, Bonnie's mom has got it. <laughs> and she was given some lessons on the side. I guess so. I can bring my redneck out because Nicole's not here. She's sick. She's well, got a virus. We are talking about cornfields covered in mud. But that's co- that's more Nebraska than it is. I well, like, I lived across from a cornfield. Yeah, but you live. You're from the. You're from the north, though. Well. I, you're, you're in That's New York. That's small town. It's New Yorker. It's small town, New York. Yeah, but down here it wouldn't be a cornfield. It'd be a wheat field. It'd be a cotton field. Maybe. That'd be kind of prickly, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. What other kind of crops do we have down here? Wheat, hay. I mean, wheat would be softer than corn. Have you ever have you ever stepped on a corn stalk? Um, yeah, but Ow. that's not until the corn stalks don't come until the very end. I guess it would depend on what time of the year that you were True. in the middle of the cornfield. True. If you're in a cornfield when the corn is high, mm-hmm. then nobody can see you. You might see the stalks are wiggling. <laughs> the stocks are wiggling. <laughs> Don't come jiggling. No, that doesn't fit. Like all I can picture is like two people getting it on in a cornfield, and this guy is like truffle shuffling it up next to him. That's all I pictured when you said that. Hey guys, what's going on? If the stocks are wiggling, it might Jessica be jiggling. Jessica's like a stick, and she's trying to do the truffle shuffle. It just is not working. <laughs> Even with your shirt off, it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think you could jiggle if you tried, girl. No, you don't have enough to jiggle. I mean, you could borrow some of mine to jiggle. I mean, let me give you my left boob. <laughs> Her left boob equals four of yours. <laughs> or when I have this bra on that's I'm up and topping on. One, two. Here you go. Here's yours. <laughs> My muffin top is one whole boob for you. I am flat-chested and proud. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, you know, sometimes when you're trying to buy bras, being a little flatter would be a little better. It is. Be, bri- buying a bra is no huge deal for me, and I can wear one until it literally turns to dust and it doesn't break. Bonnie gets maybe two weeks. I've had one maybe. bra that I wore twice, and I snapped the freaking underwire. And since I have Amazon Prime, I'm always in on the bra shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, I don't have to pay for shipping, so. Right. Mm-hmm. So we bra shop together frequently. Right. I even know her size. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know so much about me. I do. <laughs> People think we're lesbians all the time. Nothing that, yeah, not that there's anything wrong with lesbians. We love lesbians. Yeah. Not in that way, of course, but. 
We like penises too much for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of that, that's what we had for dessert. Chocolate penises. That's chocolate what we call penis, eclairs. Chocolate penis pastries. Okay. We think we'll maybe open our own penis line pastry. of penis pastry stores. Okay. Have everything cylindrical shaped. <laughs> and fill it with chocolate or cream. Something Ooh. oblong. Um Cylindrical wasn't the right word, was it? No. Well, it's phallic. 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 I had someone talk about something being phallic shaped, and they obviously didn't know what a phallus was. And I was like, "Do I, do I need to explain to you what a phallus is? Because you're not saying you're not using that right. I do not. I, I do not think that means what you think it means. Like, you're talking about penises, and we're talking about something that's definitely square. Like, I don't uh, think, yeah, that's not going to go unless together very there's nicely. something you need to tell me. Unless she's Sorry. dating SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob. Square peg in a round hole, right? <laughs> yeah. That's so wrong. SpongeBob that, like, Squarepenis. That could be a cartoon porn movie. Hey, cartoon porn. There's another that uh, there's another field that has not been explored very well, I don't think. I have no idea though. <laughs> I really it's freaking me out because I know somebody's been there. <laughs> oh yeah. Someone's the been there. It came out of my mouth, I knew. Someone's been there and you Ugh. never know. The internet shows us things we don't want to see and that we can never unsee. No, no. Yeah. You fuck one sheep. <laughs> You're a sheep fucker the rest of your life. That's like, right. And that well, is actually I mean, a direct quote from the book I just finished reading. And we'll, <laughs> we'll come into the conversation a little bit later. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we need to talk about that. Um, are we done talking about nasty stuff? Well, I mean, I can't guarantee that penises won't come up later. Okay. I'm just well, they usually come up. <laughs> Depending on the situation, they come up a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our giveaway that we're doing now, to our ad, in our defense, we did not set up the giveaway. Nicole did. And she is much more tech savvy than the two of us put together. Yes. Mm, so, same. she created this really groovy little thing that... It has a link, and when you click on it, you're automatically signed up. Okay. Right. Because last week I said, if you go in and like our page, but I asked Nicole about it, and Nicole said that you actually have to go to the link and then like our page from the link. So, like we said before, left-hand side of our Facebook page, there's a link that says giveaway. Click on that. It takes you automatically to the, the giveaway screen, and just click it. Like it, and it'll be brilliant. Cool. And then you get a certain amount of entries per, I think it's two, following three book girls on Facebook and Twitter gets you two entries each, and the rest are one entry. But you have to go through the giveaway site on our Facebook page to be able to enter. enter. So you have to go through there, like our page through the giveaway site to be entered into the contest. Right. Okay. It's all voodoo to me. It's voodoo, I tell you. I don't know how she does it. It's voodoo. (laughs) (laughs) We're having technical difficulties in the radio station right now. We just got a phone call that said, you're off the air. (laughs) So we're sitting here in a dead radio station right now, and it's really creepy. So if you hear the music come back on, that's because somebody fixed something. And hopefully they do. Because that could be bad. Well, you know, this morning... I was when I was driving to work and I had it just on scan because I couldn't find anything I wanted to listen to, and um, 
another radio station had been off the air, which was kind of weird because it's one I listen to every once in a while. And not going to mention it because. Thank you. Traitor. I know. I'm sorry because it's not a cumulus station. Traitor. And um, they came back. They finally had music playing, and I stopped it for a second because, you know, it was weird that they were off the air and now they were back on. And they actually got hit by lightning this morning. Oh. The radio station Whoa. got hit by lightning. <laughs> yeah. We've had that happen before. That is nasty. Right. I had the. This is a true story. When I was probably about 21, yeah, I think I was about 21, 22 years old, I was working and I was talking on the phone and there was a lightning storm outside. And this was a line phone, you know, one with an actual cord Mm -hmm. to the wall. And lightning hit the building or somewhere, hit somewhere, went through the phone shocked me on my earrings i had big old big ass earrings on (laughs) i threw the phone down swore and everybody heard me swear because it fried the internal guts of the board completely so the microphone was permanently on and i'm sitting there going god damn it this fucking thing (laughs) and you're like and and then of course the phone starts to ring again oh my god you're going out over the air you just said the f word blah blah and, like, and, and right in front of me is the smoking and charred remains of the inside <laughs> of the board. This really, it really happened to me. Uh, I, it's a miracle that I did not die. Yeah, you're lucky. You know, that might explain my weird electrical. Maybe. So, yeah, I got my junior engineering badge. I just went and flipped some switches and talked to the engineer. He's like, okay, find this. Now push this button. Do this. Are we back on? No. Because if we were back on, you'd be able to hear us. Oh, do you still oh. have it? The music hear that dang that's nothing but they don't know what's going on with it no the cat's off too that doesn't happen very often when the radio station goes off the air what were we doing (laughs) um i think we're recording a podcast sorry guys i know it's this is the price you pay when you get all this really nifty equipment usage for free Mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta work Sometimes you're a little on call. Yep. I wasn't planning to be on call, but since I'm the only one in the building that knows anything. Yep. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So back to the deal. All right. Once again, the name of the book is Ostrich, <laughs> a journal for finding awe year round. I like it. Awe. I mean, we can post the pictures back on our on our uh, website. Yeah, we probably with should. With the link. We probably should do that again. Yeah, I can do that. Clock's ticking on that, kids. It's done next Friday. Tick-tock, tick-tock. A week from today. Wait, wait. Even though you won't get this particular recording until Sunday. <laughs> it's just the way it is, people. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, so anything mm-hmm. else happened this week? We're talking about... Oh, God. What? So we're sitting at the library on Wednesday night, which is usually, you know, we'll sit there and look at our Facebook or whatever. Stock people. Stock we, people. We do quite a bit of cyber stalking on Wednesday nights. We do. Nights. We like to cyber stalk people. I cyber stalk the author of this book I'm reading. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Happens. So I found the story about, and I should not be laughing about this. It's a horrible thing. There was a woman who was mauled by dogs. Is it the one in Oklahoma City? No. no. She was mauled by weenie dogs. What the She f- actually died, dude. Yeah, Four so weenie dogs killed this woman. And I'm thinking, how oh. stoned would you have to be? We're old. 
to be physically killed by four weenies. I get it. Those weenies can be little assholes. They're like one of the most vicious dogs. Yeah, but dude, at. they're like, I a mean, pint and a half. their <laughs> legs are like two inches long. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. we're back on. You hear that? That's music, people. We're back. All right. I think random, totally off topic, but a lot of like newer pop music has a lot of that. Yeah. You know why they do that? They do that so you can sing along. <laughs> so you can be sitting in the car. Even going, the idiots can sing along. <laughs> Even the idiots that don't know the words can sing along. Ooh, it's ooh, like that. Ooh, ooh. Um, like, I'm one of those hey, idiots. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I'm one of those idiots. Are you? Yeah, because I. I sing the wrong words to songs all the time in the car by myself, really, really loud. And I'm like, singing the wrong, and I'll be like, whoops, well, like, and just do it again. And like, low-key reminds me of, like, you know, Days and like Led Zeppelin, Days and Confused. It has that inner lead where she's going, ah, ah. It's like that, but it's the entire fucking song just in the background. And you're like, ah, came full circle. Anyway, the weenie dog thing. Seriously, they're like, Speaking of phallic-shaped things. <laughs> See, it all fits together. Our whole topic tonight fits together. First, it was chocolate penises. The, to- the topic tonight is, is weenies. weenies. Hold on. <laughs> We're never going to get to this podcast. <laughs> I got it. I had it turned on when it came back on, so I heard it. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. We're never going to do this podcast. <laughs> you are going to have so much to edit out. I don't want to talk about it. It's Rubsky, like Rubsky. really hard. It's like we barely get really hard. We're really. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, and we're back with the weenies again. But seriously, yeah, I, I, would you really want that on your tombstone? Attacked by weenie dogs. No, not weenie just dogs. attacked by. Death by murdered weenies. Murdered by weenies. <laughs> Death by weenies. Well, I know some people that would like to die that way. But not by a dog. Ripped apart by four weenies. Oh, God. <laughs> I told you not to touch my follic-shaped penis you know, pastry. have enough. Never mind. Never mind. Just say it, Jessica. <laughs> there aren't enough places if you have four. Like, I don't... There aren't enough orifices? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it depends on how how voluptuous you happen to be. Well, how in, you detail, create do you... your own how in detail do you want this to get? <laughs> no, because there's going to be a lot of stuff. Jessica back. is so blushing right Pause. now. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to get back to the business, but you're... N- you're... You had no idea what you're in for. Oh. We get going, Rimsky. Yeah, <laughs> we're like penis, penis, penis work. <laughs> penis, penis, penis work. <laughs> Maybe we got it to work again. <laughs> we might get to our books by eight o'clock. Baby, have we embarrassed you yet, Garrett? I'm blushing over here. I mean, see, you could have been on the podcast and talking about penises, too. I mean, you have firsthand experience. (laughs) (laughs) We're going with the hand job joke. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I can't help it. I have penis on the brain. Maybe I shouldn't drink before the podcast. (laughs) I feel like we should all the time. I would start bringing wine if I knew that was acceptable. Maybe I just have a really dirty mind. The older people get, the hornier and, like, more ballsy they fucking get. Like, it's just, like, intense. I think so sometimes. not even the the guys just like not even like the old men it's like some of these women like just ladies like she's like ooh, 
he's so muscly. He got a cute butt. And I'm just like, and she's like, I can't. That's my friend. Please stop making, telling me he has a cute butt and that he's muscular. Like, and then she's like, that just me like, so are you, are you getting any of that? Are you and I'm like, that? no. My grandma used to do stuff like that to me all the time. My grandmother, when I was 16. My, <laughs> See, it runs in her family. That's what it, we're getting at the oh, root of it now. Yes. There was one Christmas. That's why her mother did things like that. That my grandma literally got me some string bikini leopard print underwear and put it in my stocking and got me a black leather miniskirt as my present. And I'm like, is this so I can... She's trying to make some money on the side. (laughs) Like, honey, get out of that corner and work it. You're old enough to be out on the street now, honey. Maybe that was her way of saying that I needed to start paying rent. (laughs) She's like... The mom off a of mean girl's like, mm, you girls just keep me young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble one time because my niece, uh, <laughs> I saw this really cute outfit. It was like a, it was like a kilt-like looking skirt, only it was mm-hmm. a mini skirt. Uh-huh. I was like, damn, that's so cute. I'd like to wear that, but it's kind of for a younger girl. My my niece was about 15. <laughs> so I mailed it to her and my sister's like, that's not appropriate. I think maybe we should get to the books now, girls. Okay. No more penis talk? No, we can save the penis talk for later. She missed. Vonnie, break us in, girl. Okay. And not in that way, you dirty minded whore. (laughs) Well, as we established, it runs in my family. So (laughs) don't blame me. Blame my therapist. (laughs) Why? Are you related to your therapist? I read a book recommended by my my fictional lesbian <laughs> lover, Martha. Thank you. Called Sweetness Number Nine by Stephen Eric Clark. It starts with a guy who is out of college and he's a flavor specialist. So he goes working for a company testing this new sugar alternative called Sweetness Number Nine on rats. And he's in a lab and he is taking care of the rats and there's another one who's taking care of monkeys and he decides that he's going to sneak some of this sweetness number nine for him and his wife to try because he just got married not you know very young couple and like it causes all of these side effects is this for all the sex jokes and again those podcasters from (laughs) no 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 No. it's not it's not a sexual book okay not very i mean there's a little bit of like sexual innuendos and stuff in it but it's not my favorite but it's like he's testing it on these rats and everything's going really good and then the rats start one rat in particular that he likes like starts gaining weight and like is very lethargic and like mm-hmm. he'll like eat his food sometimes sometimes he doesn't even want to eat his food and I'll just go over and just lay on his back and go to sleep and um, the monkey lab the monkeys are all obese and they like exhibit all this weird behavior and everything and he's recording all of this in his journal because i mean he's that's his scientist that's his job because he's testing these products on animals and one day he comes in and all of the animals are normal it's like all of the animals have been replaced and so he's you know starts asking questions and he's instantly fired and they take away his journal Oh. So that's how this book starts. 
And oh. it, it kind of goes from there. This guy, the main character, I think he might be a little OCD because mm-hmm. he's a little weird in the brain with some of his habits. And his wife is really strange. But, and his kids, it's almost like the kids have side effects from the time that they're born from the sweetness number nine. Now, this is all fictional, obviously, but one of the things that it really does is it brings up questions about all of the studies that they've done on sweet artificial sweeteners. Well, you should really tell them the part where sweetness number nine gets approved. Oh, after... The, After he gets fired. Right. The switching of all of the animals, the FDA approves the sweetness number nine. Oh, so it's approved through the goodness. government. I'm going to start growing my own food. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt when I was reading this book. Right. And Seriously. later in the book, I mean, when they, after they have kids and like the daughter is very goth and um, her rebellion is eating organic foods because Everything is processed. Sweetness number nine is in everything, kind of like corn syrup is. And so she like goes to these hip, secret organic farms where things are grown without it to get food because she won't eat anything with it in it. Right. And it's just, it's a little bit of a strange book. It's not my normal kind of book. And the way that it's written is, wasn't the, wasn't one of my favorites. But I do like the fact that they talk about all the side effects of the sweeteners. Um, They talk about the side effects of the different dyes that are in the foods. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some effects, interesting side effects on their son which I won't mention because it's just freaking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, don't don't and mention that. It makes you question cuz you know they've done studies and they say that like all of the artificial colors, all the dyes and everything um is worse for kids that have autism. Like if you try to cut out like certain things for kids that have autism, it helps with their anxiety right. and their symptoms right like because they now obviously. have and this was i read this book two years ago mm-hmm. so now with all the studies they're doing where they, they've discovered how important the gut and the gut brain connection is i mean that would be even more true yeah now based on what we know yeah like it's really bad to have caffeine or have a lot of sugar if you have anxiety or ADHD or anything like that. It all goes, it all goes to the brain. Yeah. But it's interesting because the parallels between that and some of the artificial, artificial sweeteners we have on the market and have had on the market and the backlash against some of those products because they cause you to gain weight Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it really makes you wonder, especially when you find out, you know, the FDA approves it, even though all of the tests on the animals have side effects. When there's money involved, you just never know. And it just makes you remember back. Insanely corrupt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched a documentary one time about the gas companies, the fuel gasoline companies, Mm -hmm. 
when they were trying to take the lead out of gasoline. Because, you know, way back when, it used to have leaded and unleaded gasoline. Back when we were kids, which explains a lot about us, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And the gas companies were, I mean, it like went to court for a long time that there was nothing wrong with the lead in the gas, that it didn't cause air pollution and all of this other stuff and it was so bad for you and but because it was big money yeah. it almost almost didn't get taken out of the gas yeah, uh, yeah. it was insane well, that documentary like, uh, so i took that environmental social class last mm-hmm. semester and he talks all he, like the whole semester he talks about how big businesses like that will like deny to like, fight tooth and nail to deny like that global warming is a thing because right. there's no proof that it's caused by their product definitively but like like as a person i'm gonna go by like the precautionary principle you get one earth like right <laughs> you get and one body happening. you get one earth and yeah like, but don't do the you things know that jessica this is a thing is that your generation is going to be ha- going to have to be the one to do this because they're not listening to us mm-hmm you guys are going to mm-hmm. be, yeah, and it sucks for you because you're going to have to live on it longer than we will. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it is. They're and calling some, me a tree hugger, so I'm not even going. I know. Well, there's some who are from not so much our generation, but a little bit older. Like, I know when the town that we, we lived in, or you live in, started recycling, mm-hmm. that um, I had an older lady tell me one time, um, that it was just too much trouble to have to rent stuff out and have to separate your garbage. And I told her, okay, because the 30 extra seconds that you spend to separate your garbage is worth ruining the earth for your great, great, great grandchildren. Right. And They're they not just thinking about me. that. It's all me, 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 me. It's yeah. not it's, about your future, um, dumbass. There's mm-hmm. an article about it called The Tragedy of the Commons, which are things like people don't think about like my actions are really they think they think my actions are really insignificant i am one person my thing does this mm-hmm. it only does this much i only put out this much waste but it's only when, one cup it's only one styrofoam cup it's but only, when every yeah. person on the planet thinks about that and we have what like five billion, billion people on the planet that's five billion styrofoam i think cups. it's like 16 billion now yeah. worldwide yeah. something like that i don't know exactly it's, so it's like yeah and when you have all of these big companies especially like fast food companies and <clears throat> they're you know, all using styrofoam because it keeps the drinks cold longer even though it's food. gonna last ten thousand years or some crazy thing yeah. like that well, you know, it was just in the news not too long ago that they're trying to get McDonald's to quit using plastic straws in America. Yep. That they already use um, paper ones in England, I think. Yeah. That, because plastic is horrible. Yeah. We know this. It is not a secret, people. And people don't like it. Of course they, they don't, don't like, like it. They don't like the change. People don't like change. No. Now that we're off our freaking soap soapbox, Bonnie. I know we are. Let's get back to that review, shall we? <laughs> that got yeah. We took, yeah. We took a turn there. Yes, we did. <laughs> that was my fault. Well, well, I kind of knew that, that that was going to happen with this book because that's what this book is about. I mean, I think that's the whole purpose of this book is but to make you fiction. question. It's fiction, and that's why I liked it. It is fiction, and they do go a little above and beyond. It's very dramatic, dramatic and the problems 
that are the side effects that are in this book are very unrealistic Mm -hmm. not something that would actually happen in real life i wouldn't think because they're extreme yeah actually there have been well there's some of them there's some of the side effects that i could see happening yeah like but well, it's like a satire kind of thing. Like they, they really, take it above and beyond. That's so that why I like the book because it it really was making me think mm-hmm. about things in a way that I hadn't really thought about. I, to this day, I have trouble with things that are artificial. The artificial flavors. Mm-hmm. If something's supposed to taste like strawberries, I think about that book. Yeah. Because I remember them Red talking about the way. No, I remember <laughs> him talking about the way they could take this tiny little vial and make it taste exactly like strawberries, or make it taste exactly this way. And this tiny little, you know, that was their thing. They would come up with all different kinds of ways to make these flavorings. Mm-hmm. And I'm still every time I think about, every time I smell those artificial. It brings me right back to this book. Yeah. Now, this book was in the comic section and it is of the kind, library, yeah, it is. and it is very light, and there's some extremely funny parts, like one flavorist is trying to make a flavor, and I don't know, he's trying to be a jokester in a very twisted way, and he ends up making a, a fecal-flavored... Oh, what the... F- <laughs> and people actually try it. <laughs> yep, tastes like poop. How do you know? Like, hey, I don't I, go around I, eating poop I guess much. it tastes like it smells? I don't know. Because if you're going around eating poop, I think yeah, that's... You've had too much artificial sweetener, honestly. <laughs> right? Ooh, cherry I'm poop. <laughs> Disgusting. But anyway, it may does. May sometimes you have to make fun of something in order to really be serious about it. Right. So. Well, yeah, yeah. that's like how it, like a bunch of books do that when there's like a big social issue that they yep. that they think they take it like so far above and beyond. Yep. But it makes you think about it more because like, right. you're like this is happening right now in little bitty ways, but it could get to that. Yeah, probably well, not. Well, this book but... really flew under the radar. I don't think I've ever heard anybody else ever talk about it. I like it. That sounds interesting, though. But it was it was pretty interesting. I liked it, I and it's not even really my kind of book. And I still, I still, I mean, I would give it a four point five. I mean, the fact that it wasn't written in a manner that was quite as pleasing as some of my other books. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't by Ken Follett. Yeah. No. <laughs> the author was not Ken Follett. So. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Feels like she's book cheating on Ken Follett. I'm sorry, sorry. Ken. Don't hate me. Oh, I'll let you watch the video. <laughs> no, no. And we're back. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, so what's your title in Artist? Again, that was Sweetness Number Nine, a novel by Stephen Eric Jessica. Okay, so I read a book that was is definitely out of my wheelhouse. Branched out a little bit, read we, something different. Look at us all branching out. Look, so we're proud. Growing as people. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we're all still vulgar, but it's okay. Vulgarity <laughs> is a good thing. It's a core personality trait. It's not going yes, anywhere. Yes, it is. Um, so I read Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda by Becky. Albertalli, which I probably butchered her last name, but sorry, Becky. <laughs> um, so it's about this high school kid who is gay, 
and he no one knows that he's gay except for his online pin pal that goes to the same school as he does but he doesn't know who it is named blue who is also gay so the book starts with him emailing blue on the school computer and not logging out of his email afterwards so this kid who has a crush on his best friend who's a girl takes pictures of these emails between him and blue and blackmails him into getting a date with this girl and is like but she like shoots it down even though even though simon's trying so he's like blackmailing him about blue oh whoa so that's harsh yeah and it sounds like high school (laughs) yeah it sounds like high school which is why this was not my favorite book just because i can't you're done with high school. I'm done with high school. I'm not a... Yeah, I, like, I get it. It's like people who read... Like, we're listening to this podcast about a guy who... And he's talking about how, you know, you read Catcher in the Rye when you're in your angsty teenage phase and you totally identify with Holden Caulfield and then you read it when you're older and you're like, what the hell is wrong with this that kid? That guy's a dick, man. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, like, I can't quite identify with him. But, like, the character's really well-rounded and it gave me a lot of really good insight into people who are struggling with coming out and things like that because it's it's really hard for him because he really cares about blue and he doesn't care as much because he's kind of effeminate anyway so you know people probably kind of guess that he is and he's really just personable about it but he doesn't really want to have that conversation yet like he wants to have that conversation in his own time not right. when some you don't kids want to be forced him. to come out that's not a good right. yeah, yeah and it puts him in like this really awkward position with his friend because he's trying to get her to date this guy purely because of this so he doesn't do this and she doesn't like being like a pawn in right like, she's not a, just, i'm not a price to be one kind of thing so it puts him in a there's a lot of different moving parts but i think it's really interesting with all of the struggles he goes through trying to decide what's right to do because he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. He's got two friends, you know, Blue, who he's sort of in love with, though they've never met, which online dating is weird to me. But anyways, but it, it makes sense if you have well, that kind well, of thing. Well, sometimes you need to have somebody to have a conversation with about things mm-hmm. like that. And if you don't have anybody in your circle, yeah. then you talk to people online yeah and it's like a kid that goes to a school he finds them on it's like a school's gossip page which is really sick i think that's disgusting like kids are terrible with the stuff that they put on the internet about like they post all the gossip on this page about everybody in their school and it's just all anonymous posts i think it's terrible like that's just so awful that's yeah and so that's where he meets blue and that's how they message each other because they both like this post that some you can put other things too it's not just gossip they put like random posts about you know Mm. angsty teenage stuff and so that's how he meets blue and he and blue have this really in-depth relationship through this and then he also has these friends who he doesn't feel comfortable coming out to yet because they've known him since he was five and you know it's kind of like hard to tell people that kind of stuff and he's having to juggle with like who do i tell first who's gonna get offended what do I do to keep him from posting these things because it it also outs Blue and like but you don't know who Blue is but still it's out there and it's just like I think that that's a terrible thing to have to go through and I think one of the things he talks about is like straight people don't go through that like you don't go through this time where you're like mom and dad I'm straight that's exactly right you don't Mm -hmm. you don't go through that it's just assumed Yeah. yeah so like to coming from my perspective i would have never 
really thought about that and how hard that would be to have to like sit down and talk about your sexual orientation with people because someone else made you and yeah it, but it was that sucks not my like I really think that the book was really good and the movie's coming out it's called I think it's already out it's called Love Simon and yeah. I think that's really good I not my favorite thing because we all know I read a lot of fantasy and science fiction so this like tween teenager romance drama thing was not super up my alley but at the same time it was a really good book and it was kind of enlightening in it a actually way. sounds so like if something you've got, Colin would read if you've it got does. kids if you've got uh, kids or teenagers who might be either know somebody who's going through something like that or maybe need to understand why people go through things like that it might actually be a good yeah. book for recommending to somebody who might be in that situation well yeah because like I feel like that's a, a, like we have a lot of violence in modern times because a lot of people get and a lot of suicides yeah a too lot of stuff at that age happens. because they don't want to have to come out yeah and right. stuff like that happens to people all the time because um, kids are mean kids are cruel <sighs> yeah yeah i think though like with with that with um same-sex couples i think that <clears throat> the more commonplace it becomes that easier it's going to be mm-hmm. so in i think we're taking small steps because i don't know if you've noticed but like in commercials tv commercials they're starting to have same-sex couples yes right? they are like there's yep. one retirement commercial that comes on a lot like when i'm watching the news in the morning mm-hmm. and there's some same-sex couples that they're yeah that talk about retirement about regular things not even about and that's normalizing, and that's good. Right, yeah, because good. we need to normalize it so that kids don't have to go through that. Yeah, agreed. Boy, we are all kinds of serious tonight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my gosh. This is like the is, second set of soapboxes we've been on tonight. Penis yeah. is really clear of the brain. <laughs> <laughs> and other things. Uh, okay. Um, uh, but anyways, it's... Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's really interesting, and uh, and you get to, like you get some of Blue's side too because they've also both Blue and Simon, obviously. Don't know why I blanked on his name. It's in the title of the book. Um, have really different lives because you know Simon has his mom who's a psychologist and his dad who's like really understanding and really progressive, and then. Um, Blue has this dad who like buys him books about Casanova because he's never had a girlfriend. So like they have kind of different experiences. But in the end, everybody's okay. Like it's this big thing that's all dramatic and it's terrible to have to do. But in the end, like the people who love you are still going to love you. And I think that's a now good message. That's, now that's yeah. true, but it wasn't always yeah. true. No, it wasn't oh, sadly. that way. But mm-hmm. I think that's a good message. So, what was it called again? Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli. Sweet. But soapbox number two. Martha, are you going to give us something weird? Uh, I am the queen of weird. <laughs> yes, you are. Actually, I am going straight to science fiction today. Yes. <laughs> okay. First of all, I should begin by telling you that this book was recommended to me by one of our friends from the library, Pat. She came in and she had this book and she said, you must read this. <laughs> this is so good. And she said the same thing about The Martian. So I was a little skeptical because I really hated The Martian. Mm-hmm. The Martian I liked, yeah, yeah, I just found it just way too damn 
dry. Dense. Yeah. Just too dry for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love science fiction, but when it comes to the really hardcore science-y, I got to have a break from that, man. Well, it was like a, a journal of his... Exactly. In, it was yeah. too dry for me. I just didn't care for it. And sometimes that's the way. But anyway, she made this recommendation to me. And so... I was a little bit reluctant to get started right away because I was kind of thinking it might be similar. I finally broke down, and I don't remember what exactly it was that that tipped it over the edge for me, but I just was hungry for science fiction because I love science fiction. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that it is now one of my favorites. Awesome. So the name of the book is Columbus Day. Expeditionary Force by Craig Allenson. Actually, I need to make sure that that is correct because Expeditionary Force, I don't know if that is actually part of the title, but that's the name of the series. Columbus Day, Expeditionary Force, book one. The beginning. Okay, at first I was really, I got halfway through the book before I loved it. Okay. Because the very first part of the book, it was very guyish. There was a lot of military, the first half of the book, and I do mean half, because actually I had already started the second book, and I wanted to make absolutely sure that I was giving this out correctly, because sometimes when I get really excited about a book, I forget all the other stuff beforehand, mm-hmm. all the stuff that was dragging me down, right? Oh, yeah. So I went I've back, and I, and I <laughs> actually re-listened to the first part of this book, and it is a good half of the book before I fell in love. I mean, I liked it. I did. Because mm-hmm. it has exactly what I like. I like that humor. Mm-hmm. Let me go on to explain that this book is about a 20-year-old guy who's home on leave from the army and the earth gets invaded by mm-hmm. aliens. And his army training kicks in and he decides that he is going to go capture this alien soldier. So he gets together with some of his buddies who are civilians and they make this plan and they're like, okay, let's, we need a vehicle. So he sends his buddies out looking for a vehicle and they come back with an ice cream truck. (laughs) Not just a regular ice cream truck, but a knockoff ice cream truck that has Barney painted on the side of it. Oh, Barney. And some other uh, uh, unlicensed character sketches. In, In other words, it's like this really awful ice cream truck. And of course, it plays all the tunes and everything like that. Well, they go to... I know, I know. So they go to capture this alien soldier. When they see it take off its helmet, it's a freaking hamster. Oh. Six-foot hamster. What the... I know! The humor in this, you guys, is what does it for me. Does Does he get hired to do car commercials? You know, come to think of it, he is kind of like that Kia hamster, isn't he? I didn't even think of that. Oh my God. <laughs> that hamster totally freaked that me out. That parallels. Craig, uh, did it you get it from a Kia commercial? <laughs> it can't be worse than Puppy Monkey Baby, that weird Doritos oh commercial. Oh my God, that was oh, weird. That was yeah, weird. That's too strange. That was weird. But anyway, um, but it's very, um, it's very army guyish. You know, there's a lot of army, 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 you know, <laughs> stuff going on. It seems very like a guy book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of the details that come out past this. Of course, the Barney thing follows him around forever for a life. <laughs> oh, you're the Barney guy. <laughs> you know, because he ends up, they, they capture the, the 
alien <laughs> soldier. And then the, the hamsters in future dig him because he took good care of his prisoner. Uh-huh. Huh? So then they, they really, they respect him and they like him based on the way he treated their comrade. Did he get a free Kia? <laughs> Shut up about the Kia! Oh my God! We will trade you a Kia for if you'll build us a giant hamster ball. And they do make fun of the habit trail things. It, it, there's so, there's so much fodder in this series for fun that is amazing to me. But the best part, you guys, the best part comes halfway through the first book. And that's when Joe Bishop, who is this guy I've been talking about, he, by the way, he's a major snark. Just always. And the guy who reads this book is amazing. And I do believe this book was um, nominated for some kind of an audio award as well. Because it's really that good. The guy who reads it is really good. Um, there are two sets of aliens that invade Earth around the same time. Mm-hmm. The ones that look like hamsters, and then there's one that looks like lizards. <laughs> okay? Now, it sounds funny, you guys, but it's really serious here. It's serious. It's a serious science fiction novel. Shut up. Do the lizards eat the hamsters? <laughs> and steal they their cars? They don't like each other, that's for sure. There's no Geico involved, goddammit. Stop it. So you've got the hamsters that have the cars and the lizards that have the insurance. It all works out in the end. <sighs> the Christang. They're like, let our brethren out of those little cages. <laughs> Martha's going to kill us. Let me finish. Sorry. All right. I deserve this, though. For as many times I've given you guys shit about your books. I deserve it. All right. So he gets... He gets he refuses at some point to line line hamsters up and shoot them. Civilians. He refuses to do that. So the Kristang, who are the lizards, actually, he's on another planet by this time. And they lock him up in prison for refusing orders. And by now, he's been, he's been promoted to a colonel. It's a long story, but anyway. Uh, so then the planet gets attacked by the hamsters... And his prison cell gets blown up. So he's trying to... he He's escaping because he was about to get murdered by firing squad. So he goes back into the building to rescue some, some of the other prisoners or whatever that are in there. And a little bit later, he goes back in there and he walks into this room that's like filled with junk. Mm-hmm. And this voice goes, Finally! A bipedal... A bipedal being with opposable thumbs. A bipedal? Two Two legs. legs. Oh, okay. And he's like looking around. And the guy goes, over here, the cylindrical shape. Oh, now we're back to the falling shapes. (laughs) No, cylindrical. A cylinder. I know, I'm kidding. Okay. So he, he finds out that there's is an alien artificial intelligence. And, of course, he immediately starts to argue with the thing, and ins- they insult each other, because mm-hmm. the the can it looks sort of like a beer can. <laughs> it's a smart beer can, okay? So not so on that So he says, you should call me, call me the Lord God, or something like that. And the guy goes, no, that, that's already taken. I'm going to call you Skippy. 
It's like, you can't call me Skippy. That's disrespectful. <laughs> it's better than calling you Bud Light. Well, I could call you an asshole because you're definitely an asshole. So they go back and forth like this. And they, they have this, this rapport right from the beginning and constantly insulting each other. But this beer can basically saved his, saves his life. Mm-hmm. Well, this is ancient, ancient, ancient technology mm-hmm. that has, has been on this planet for billions of years just waiting around for the right uh, species to pick it up because they don't want they don't want to give their technology to anybody who's too smart because they're going to use it against each other so right. so they want it to be somebody dumb like Joe <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the human race yeah like the human race <laughs> So he and Skippy have some adventures, and that's the beginning of all of this. It reminds me of a... All hail Skippy the Magnificent! And yes, I'm following him on Twitter. Skippy the Magnificent has a Twitter? Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. I, I got an email no, I mean, Bunny's a notification. Like, Who the hell are you following on Twitter? I could, because I got a notification on my phone. Who's Skippy? When I was at work, I'm like... <laughs> Who the fuck is Skippy the Magnificent? So I'm like, so I te- I text her. I'm like, who the hell are you following on Twitter? <laughs> if she really did, I'm like, dude, just trust me, okay? We're she, gonna talk about it tonight. She's like, I'll, I'll explain it later. <laughs> I'm like, she's um, is this a new fetish? Magician? I'm like, what's the robot in a? Oh yes, the Hitchhiker's Guide. Yes. Um, oh. shit. Blank. Marvin. Damn, you beat me. Marvin. The paranoid android. <laughs> yes, but this guy, but Skippy is majorly and super, super, super smart, powerful AI. Yeah. And he's not depressed. He's an asshole. So. Yeah. A little flipped. Like, Maybe that's me? why, you know, it didn't even occur to me that that's why I f- it felt like Hitchhiker. I thought about that yeah. when you were talking about, and you made that Hitchhiker's comment, and I'm like... Isn't there well, something like that? Marvin's yes. supposed to be like ridiculously smart, but they only use him for like little menial jobs. And yeah. he's like, I have a brain bigger than all of you combined, but I guess I'll go open the door. And he's like depressed because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have his own self-worth. And yeah. they're constantly leaving behind. But I feel like if they would just let Marvin, they wouldn't have had half the problems they had. <laughs> I don't know. I just absolutely fell in love with it. Pat was so right. That's all I have to say about it. She was so right. And I went on immediately and bought book two as soon as I finished book one. Like that moment when I finished, I went and bought book two. Bought, purchased with my own money. That means it's a good book. Mm -hmm. And I also got on, I may or may not have got on Facebook and begged Craig Allenson for a first edition signed copy. Because I love it. I love it. <laughs> Dude. Dude, I love it. I think she has it. a new person to stalk. Joe Hill, you better watch out. You have competition. Yeah, I'm going to be stuck in Craig Allenson for a while. He's right. He's, she's going to send back that beard hair. Oh, stop. I'll never send back the beard hair. <laughs> No, but um, God, we're creepy as hell. I know, of course we are. Um, it's the it's it's the whole thing. Okay, so book six, which of course I'm not there yet, but book six comes out on June first in ebook and paperback, and the audio comes after. So I think he has to do the audio like after the book after the released. book comes out, and then he's at work on book seven and book eight. So this guy wow. is like seriously motivated and busy doing his work. This guy is going to be so... 
I can see the merchandising opportunities just climbing out the walls. Mm-hmm. This is the thing of the future. Skippy is the thing of the future. Whenever you Skippy. mention Skippy, it makes me think of the neighbor from Family Ties. <laughs> I loved it as a Oh, wait, up. Family Ties. That's the one with Michael J. Fox. Yes, Family Ties. Oh, yeah. Remember Skippy that used to come oh, over and he had yes, the big the round one who glasses? Had the thing about Mallory. Mallory. He liked Mallory. Yeah. 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 I loved Skippy. He was a dork. No, this is a this is a Skippy. I liked Skippy. Skippy the all the magnificent. Skippy the magnificent. Skippy the magnificent. Seriously mm. though, guys. Jessica, you got to read it. Okay. Get get past that first half. Because it is a very military, very classic sci-fi. Then it turns into hitchhikers. It really kind of does. I mean, you still have the classic military stuff, and it is very serious. It's not mm-hmm. a joke at all about what's happening, even though the hamsters and the lizards, you know. <laughs> it just It's like a dream that you're trying to tell somebody else where you're afraid, you yeah. know. Oh, my God, I was being chased by a giant hamster, which was really frightening at the time, but then people but start laughing. Funny. That's sort of how I felt when you guys started laughing because I wasn't even thinking about how weird that was until I said it, said it out loud. You're like, yep, chase by a hamster. I had a nightmare like that one time when I was little and I tried to tell my mom about it and she wouldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Thanks, guys. You made me feel small. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It really we is funny. We are the kind of people that would laugh at you before we asked you if you were okay when you fall. You know it. And that's why I love y'all. Let me just do oh, yeah. my ending here first. Once again, Columbus Day Expeditionary Force Book One by Craig Allenson. All hails! Give me the magnificent! Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm done now. Okay. Now we can talk about something else. Can we can we talk about the fact that we posted that video about people who can't name books? Oh, yes. That was That's on crazy. Jimmy Kimmel uh, this week or last week. Where he actually went out into the street and interviewed people and asked them to name a book. Any book. And some people couldn't do it? No, not like, at all. The, what got me was these kids like weren't even smart enough to be like, the Bible? Like, you didn't even have that response. You just had nothing. Even if you haven't read one, you've heard of a book, right? Evidently so not. I'm, so, we're, we are falling down on our job, girls. I know. Like, what are you doing in school? Like, I had to read tons of books, even if I had just had books that I read from school. Like, I would have books. Of Mice and Men, for Christ's sakes. I mean, they made me read that in high school. I hated it. Romeo and Juliet. They made us read that one. I had to read The Awakening by Kate Chopin. I hated it, but I remember it. <laughs> like I don't understand this at see, all. I think there was only, like, I think that we only had, like, two books that I had to read in school. I'm flummoxed and, and absolutely disgusted so. that we live in a world where you can go out onto the street and speak to people and they can't even name one book. Yeah, that's insane. It's ridiculously horrifying. So, from now on, let's be active. We are activists. <laughs> I know. Like, for I everybody mean, that's listening, if you know someone that does never read a book, go tell them to read a book. <laughs> well, it's not so much telling them to read a book. It's explaining the plot of a book to make them, to help them understand yeah. how wonderful reading is. Well, I mean, and, that came out and wrong. And to... <laughs> Actively go out and speak to people about reading. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't want to read a huge long book like some of the books that we read, Google uh, best novels under three hundred pages, and they're short, they're easy. Yeah, there's some of them that I, 
done Audible because I've been waiting for like a book to come into the library, and it's only like 250 pages. There are a lot of short books out there and a lot of really awesome books. And they were good books. Yes. yes. I mean... So, yeah, I mean, I, we need to be activists to get people to read. We really do. This is why we can't have nice things, because people don't read. So here's like, here's my thing. So I think all of us have at least one book that we're like super passionate about. Like if, mm-hmm. you, if someone's like, give me a good book, I, all of us would probably be like The Goldfinch, because we're all really yeah, hooked on that book. Yeah, that's a huge-ass book, and <laughs> right. it'd be really hard to get or people you could to be read like, that. For me, like, I love The Alchemist. If you want someone to read a book like that, I tell them about it. Tell them a book about this book that you love, and let them see that you're passionate about it, so that they'll read a book. I, I love think having I, personal conversations with people. So do I. Because it's, it's not, fun. even if you read different types of books, you don't necessarily like the same type of books. There's always some yep. middle Hold ground. On. Even if you don't like the same genre of books, you can come in the middle and find something that you both have read that you that you're gonna like, or something that you can recommend to them that they might like. Once you mm-hmm. know what kind of books they normally read. Oh yeah. I mean, even oh, well. though I do a lot of historical fiction, like I read Ready Player One, I've read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I've read like Wicked, even though that's not my normal thing. But then, those are books that I liked and I could recommend to somebody who likes that type of book. Well, here's the thing. If people talk about movies and they say, I don't like books, I don't need books, say, where do you think the story came from? Somebody had to write it. And did you know there's a whole lot more stuff in the book that's not in the movie? Right. And it's that much better. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's out there. Mm-hmm. It's Memorial Day weekend, so make sure that you put on sunscreen and don't try to take a pill for it because they have proven that that doesn't work. Did you see that on Facebook? I did. I'm the one that posted that. Yeah, people think that. Well, they actually had that on the news this morning, too. And yeah, because like, really? supposedly there are vitamin, su- <laughs> vitamin supplements that you can take that's supposed to that make are supposed you. to make you not sunburn, which is a load of crap, people. Yeah. So, Read a book. and definitely if you're gonna if you're going to sunbathe naked sunburning your penis really hurts i've heard i would (laughs) imagine that that would not feel good i feel like sunburn and then every time you try to rub lotion on it then yeah that's not gonna work out very well for you because you'll never get the thing dealt with And it'll hurt. (laughs) It'll definitely have a lot of lotion on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's end on that note. Okay, girls. uh, That's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.